Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, this tonight's uh, Critical Blues Reviews. I am co-hosting with him, Queen Ellis Satine. Just want to give everyone a disclaimer out there so we're being fair and making you aware. There will be swearing. Uh, if I was reincarnated, I probably would have been a sailor because I swear that much. So you have been warned. You have been warned. Yo, what's the word, everybody? I am your host, Critical, and this is Critical Blues Reviews, and uh, this is Critical and Friends, and uh, you just met Miss Queen Ella Satine, and uh, yeah, so we're going to be cursing and shit, so <laughs> let's, let's, right. let's just get it, right. let's let's just get get it out, out the open. Yeah, right. yeah, because she, she did the opening, it was like clean as a whistle. I bet, <laughs> you, I bet you if I wouldn't have said anything, we probably wouldn't have cursed this whole podcast. Right. And also, we have Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea is a, is a pit bull that's in the house, so if you hear any panning, that's Sweet Pea. But yeah. Or tap dancing, that's her walking around, right. so please excuse the background noise, everyone. Right, right. So, uh, tonight, we're going to be reviewing The Night Comes For Us. I thought it was a horror movie. I actually saw the uh, poster of it, and I, I, like, before you even mentioned it to me, because I was like, oh, this is a horror movie. I'm going to check it out later. But then, <laughs> but I just never got around to it. But then when you told me about it, I'm like, was that the same movie, you know, that I, that I was thinking about watching? But she said it was martial arts. Right. So. It's but, more, I think of it as more of a martial arts uh, action slash thriller because of um, a lot of the things and elements that's going on, of course, as we start getting into it. But you've always said that, like you just recently said that to me that, yeah, put this in my list right here and I'm going to go back to it and it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind and then you forget that you had all these great movies that you haven't seen and he had earlier said that I was one-sided because he's been seeing all of the movies that I have been suggesting and I haven't seen any of his, so everyone, I'm going to put this out there right now. We have to change that because I don't like to consider myself a one-sided person. Okay, alright, cool, cool. But let's let's go ahead and uh, we're going to find out later on, but let's go ahead and get into it. <laughs> Um, first, uh, I'd like to bring up, um, the director, um, Timo Tajajanto, can you, is that how it's pronounced? I would think that will be how it's pronounced, I mean, it's close enough. Okay, yeah, yeah, Yeah. and and, and, you know, and to everyone that's out there, and and this is, and the film is kind of done in, is it Thailand type? I would say it's more uh, Indonesia. Indonesia, okay. yeah, Indonesia there we go. area. There we go. With a, a a lot of uh, well-known Indonesian actors, some of them have crossed over and done international. So some of the characters that you'll be talking about, people have seen, like in like the Fast and the Furious series, things like that of that nature. Dope, dope, dope. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why I have her on here because she's gonna correct me. I'm gonna be stumbling <laughs> through this film. I'm gonna be Homer and my Simpson away through this film, so she's gonna help sure make sure that I'm on point. <laughs> so yeah, so all right, so we have um, Timo uh, Tajarjanto. Uh, he did VHS two. Uh, I definitely like VHS. Uh, films. I don't know if you've seen any of those, the VHS. I, I haven't, not um, from this particular director, but I know that he has directed a few other things that um, 
I just recently became aware of as I am getting more and more into the the film industry in the Indonesian area, I should say. Oh, and you did tell me about another film that he directed called Headshot. Yes, um, so he directed Headshot, which one of the characters that we'll be talking about, one of the main characters, uh, and I know that you'll be introducing it soon, but for those of you that have not checked it out, Headshot is a really great, it's another amazing action-packed martial arts uh, film a lot of great actors and actresses in there and martial artists a lot of action scenes so uh, with this particular director he tends to work with the same actors um, over and over again on different projects and so you can kind of see how they work together and how this whole project has come together to make it more of a realistic feeling and approach I would say that's the word yeah also, you got ABCs of Death. I saw that. Um, I mentioned that actually in another uh, one of my podcasts. Uh, you see, so you haven't seen that yet, right? Yeah, that's I haven't seen that. that. Yes, that's correct. Okay, and then you have uh, Ito. Um, that's one of the characters. Actually, the main character um, is played by Joe Taslim, and you might have seen him on The Raid, Redemption, Fast and the Furious Six, Star Trek Beyond, and you also have uh, Arian or Arian. Um, played by Iku Uwais, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Iku Uwais, and uh, you've seen him on Raid One and Two, uh, Mile Twenty Two. That's a new film that just came out, mm-hmm. and um, he was on Star Wars: The Force Awakens. And he also is one of the characters for the movie Triple Threat that has okay. not hit U.S. Uh, theaters just yet. They actually just finished rapping from the last bit that I read. They just finished rapping. It's in post-production. And I've been waiting forever for it to come out, but it has him as well as Tiger Chen, who was uh, the man of Tai Chi. He has done a lot of uh, training with Keanu Reeves. But uh, you also have Tony Jaa, which if you know Tony Jaa, he did Unbok, and he was also in Fast and Furious 7. Okay. Uh huh. Is one of the the bad guys. So nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. When he's on the truck with uh Brian, played by um, oh my gosh, I can't. It just left me. But okay. I, he's my white chocolate. But you know, I'm sorry. Just had to say that. But he actually is. It's that scene where he has and he's fighting with him, and he has actually a few English parts, and that's about it. But okay, it was a great action scene. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then also um, you have the operator played by Julie Estelle. Um, she was also in the raid, too. You're not lying when he says he reuses certain yeah, he re- Yes, he reuses uh, people. It's almost like a Quentin Tarantino effect mm, and okay. um, Martin Scorsese. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she was in the raid, too, as I mentioned. And she's in the chanting one and two. And um, I, I have to say, like, so what brought you to this film? I know you said you're a big fan. Um, especially of uh, Ecos. Yeah, so, so that's really what g- grabbed my attention because I, I love him and his work, and I saw his face first as I was flipping through uh, my Netflix. This was, like, act- actually earlier this week, um, I would say on a Monday evening. And I said, huh, what is, what is this and, and, and what is this particular movie? And then I just saw the trailer, and I honestly was blown away, which I was telling you earlier you can always tell if a movie is going to suck or not by looking at the trailers. At least that's in my opinion. That's always worked for me when I'm judging on what I'm going to watch or not. And I just took a chance on it. And I now can add this to my slew of 
films that I love in that genre. Okay. I, I'll have to say you turned me on to quite a quite a bit of movies. I think you turned me on to The Fuzz. Yes. And then um, the uh, Bars In. No. Oh, the, yeah. Well, well, you're talking about um, what he's talking about, everyone, is uh, if you're familiar with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, mm-hmm. they uh, work World together King. a lot. Yeah. So it's World's End. And he's also talking about Hot Fuzz. Um, they also did Shaun of the Dead. And this is, again, it seems like we're a lot of movies and, and, and actors and actresses we're talking about are people that tend to work with each other over and over again. That seems to be the, the trend tonight, I should right, say. Right. Or the theme tonight. Yeah, definitely. And so, um, and you know, I'd like to get back into it. So, yes. you turned me on to a lot of films. So, like, I, this is how I found out about this film is through you. Uh-huh. And so, I was bringing that up also to let, you know, everybody know that, hey, that you make some great recommendations of some films. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah, so definitely. Some so. people will beg the difference. So, I appreciate <laughs> that coming from from you, Mr. Critical. No, Thank that's you. That's all good. It's all good. And so, um, I did want to say that what stood out with me on the film were the camera angles. Because I know you said play co- play close attention to the camera angles. A lot of third person shots, mm-hmm. you know, or it's almost like they strap the cameras to the back of the talent's back on yes. their backs or whatever, and yes. you watch the talent fight as the camera's feeling like like filming on their back or whatever. So I, I noticed that. What would you think about the? the camera angles I know you, you brought it up yeah I, and that's why I brought it up because I knew that uh, you will find that interesting because that was one of the things that stood out to me was the camera angles and I really felt like the director was not trying to only give us different perspectives of how we look at films but also kind of bring us in and it be more of an interactive experience from an audience perspective like you said actually strapping the camera on the talent's back as they're fighting usually from the third person everything looks all nice and smooth and seamless but then you get that camera on there and it's like wow like it's a blur and you gotta really like move fast and everything like that so that was why I mentioned that because that was quite interesting to me yeah that was great some great shots now what did you think of the story because I I kind of felt that's probably what I kind of alright at the beginning how it came in Mm. the story picked up and I felt like I guess their stories um going off of um uh, going off of a uh, Timo, like he, he, like his stories, it's almost like mainly like action driven. Like he'll have like a simple like story and be like, all right, and I, you know, I have everything kind of around it. I don't know if you get the same, you know, feeling. Or do you feel like his stories are complex? How do you feel? I think it depends on the um, the films, and I can only go off just to be fair. Um, only the films that I've seen that he's been in, like going back to Headshot. From the beginning, you get kind of like like what we did with the disclaimer, like, hey, there's going to be a lot of cussing, and we're doing pretty good so far. Anyways, um, you kind of get like a glimpse of it, and then literally from start to finish, it's like action, 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 action. Everybody's on go the whole entire time. So yeah. you have this sense of fight or flight, but it keeps your interest because you're like, wow, what's going to happen next? Right, I want right. to see the next scene. What is he going to do or what is she going to do? How are they going to um, approach the situation? Right. And and one thing I did notice, man, it is gory as hell. Like, yes. I, I was watching it. I was like, yo, this is more gorier than Friday the 13th. Like, yeah. I, it's, it's Halloween. I'm going to bring up horror movies. So, anyway, it's mm-hmm. Halloween. So, But I, I would say, like, this movie is gory. Like, yes. That was one of the things that stuck out to me as well from a, a martial arts perspective. It's like... People don't really know that, again, it's everything is all, I'm going to say, Hollywoodized. It's like, oh, he got hurt and he's going to get up. It's like, no, these people are really, excuse my language, getting fucked up. Like, 
the minute when you have one scene where you see blood splatter, you actually see the blood splatter and that is actually like going like, oh wow, they hit the, the actual juggler vein and just those different things like that. And I believe that was one of the things that was criticized about how, even though this was kind of like a martial arts action packed film, it had elements of gore and slasher that you would see in horror. So I don't know if this is a trend we might start seeing more of in martial art films going forward, but that was quite interesting. Yeah. And also, you know what? I didn't even give it, give the log line of it, you know, because a lot of people probably out there like, all right, shit, what is, what is this movie about? Right. <laughs> you know like, y'all talk about all this other fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, they talk about other movies like, and shit. What right, is this shit like, about? Uh, give us the synopsis, please. <laughs> Hello. Right, right, right. So we got it where, you know, just to let you know, like, the main character, he's a top assassin for a triad organization, and he's protecting a young girl for his redemption. Right. You know, so, um, and it's kind of like, it, it, it kind of just goes straight through. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of gives you that raid effect, but not as, because raid, I, I felt like it was one of those simple stories that you understand the action, but this was, a, you know, it tried to be a little bit more complex than raid, because raid was basically, you put them in a the situation, they got to fight their way out. Right. You know, this one is more or less like, you play and protect, you know, like, like protect mm. the flag. You got the little girl. You got enemies coming from everywhere trying to get this little girl, and you got to protect the flag. You pass the flag off to your partner. Right. They carry the flag, then they get tackled, yeah. and you pass that flag it's, off. Yeah, like a relay. <laughs> but I also think it also goes back to choices. And you said earlier, mm. redemption. Like, what, what people, if you go ahead and take time to watch this movie, what you learn about the characters are they all grew up poor. Mm. And the main character, Ito, played by Joe uh, Talzman, excuse me, tells him, he actually, um, you automatically get a sense that he's kind of like, I got to watch over everybody. I got to protect everybody. And he's done some really messed up things, protecting another uh, friend in his crew. That's why he goes off to do this uh, kind of mer- uh, mason, excuse me, uh, mercenary type of work mm-hmm. anyways. And he's been looking for a way out and he's been looking for some type of redemption. And I do do believe you and I had talked more offline before we started this podcast that in the midst of all the chaos, he sees this one glimpse of hope and this one life in this young girl, like everybody around her is basically dead. And that glimpse of hope and that little bit of life that was going, um, that was shining through all of this death that kind of gave him that hope that you know what I'm ready to be redeemed I wanted to stop this is my reason but because of that decision that he made it kind of set course of all of these other things that was going on and thus made this movie alright that's dope okay mm-hmm. and now you did mention um, about the different characters and I, I do feel about the acting because I felt like from the actual uh, main characters mm-hmm. it was weird acting yeah now it was a scene where i it, i don't know if i might have been a little bit alleviated or what but i know it was <laughs> the part where it's the very beginning and it's like a little standoff and we're gun where bullets fly and families are running yes i was kind of i was trying not to laugh because like the facial expressions they didn't look like they were afraid they kind of looked like like they were sleepy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was I you just a little bit inebriated because I I immediately caught that like as the film is starting, you see this and that's what I like that the the director did. You immediately are drawn in into the film. Dope. Like from the beginning of when he gives a like 
talking about the different triads and these organizations and they broke up. It's almost like uh, what we see in today's business world. You got a top-notch conglomerate and then you have all these other sub little quote-unquote conglomerates right up under that, almost like the Umbrella Corporation uh, in the Resident Resident Evil Evil series. Hey, there's all of these different entities that's working together to keep this one big entity in place. And the fact that these villagers had to end up suffering for a decision that they made so they could continue to live, this is the consequence of that. And again, going back to the, I think the director did a really great job of pulling you in instantly you want to find out what's going on. You see these villagers. I wasn't laughing as you were, but you you clearly see that they're upset and they're looking like, oh shit, it's about to go down. And, right, right. and there's no survival in this. And it's almost like, even though they've accepted their fate, they're still trying to hang on to, to some kind of glimmer of hope, which they end up fucking dying, but okay. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. But yeah. But and also too, like, what was your overall feeling? Like, you know, like just watching the film. Like, how, how did you feel? I was excited. In all honesty, like again, the fact that I already knew um, one of the main characters. Again, going back to uh, Eco Your uh, Your Ways, because I saw him and I knew his work. I already knew that this was going to be a kick-ass film. Like every move, every movie that I've seen him in. He's always been kick-ass to me, and I really enjoyed the fight choreography of it. So for me, it was enjoyment, and I found myself talking to the TV like, beat that ass, get that bitch, fuck her up, or like, you know, get that motherfucker. Like, okay, really? You didn't break your hip? You know, saying stuff like that to where it was almost, again, an interactive experience that they bring you into. Yo, that the fight scenes were crazy. Like, the women... All the women on here were dope. Dope. All the women were dope. And that's you don't see a lot of that in a lot of martial art films where you see a lot of females that's kicking ass just as great as the men. Like even going back to uh, Chocolate with um, Gigi Jin. If uh, and please forgive right, me right. if I say her name incorrectly. Chocolate, she's yeah. kind of to me. She's like the female version of Tony Ja. But uh, if you all have not seen that movie, you need to check out Chocolate. And you'll know what I'm talking about because the fight scenes were just as incredible as we're talking about this movie. So I'm not sure. Did we even get a chance to see who did the fight choreography for the film? We sure didn't. But... That'd I wouldn't be, be surprised. Time. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if Eco did that. But yeah. But yeah, yeah. That, but I, I feel like for this film, I wasn't even thinking. You know, I was kind of going off the format I normally use, and I felt like with this film, I wasn't expecting the choreograph, uh, the choreography to be this, just this crazy. Like, right. You know, it was. It was crazy. I mean, like the fighting styles. I mean, it was. I probably would have to say this is probably the best martial arts violence violent movie <laughs> I've ever seen in my life right. I'll be like I, I lie to you not when I say prepare for the gore yes. like like I'm telling you like it's a lot of name brand horror movies that don't that's not touching the gore in this film you right. know what I'm saying so but but yeah. it's, it's more than it's more than just the gore but the thing is it, it's so brutal it's a brutal mm-hmm. film, you know what I mean? It is. And just, again, piggyback off of what you were saying and what I was saying earlier, I definitely think that as we go forward with uh, looking at other martial art movies, we're going to start seeing more of that realisticness of violence. Yeah. It's going to be more violence. And so that's just my take on it. I could be wrong, but feel free to correct me. And I tell you this, I mean, I always say when I watch, you know, even just different horror movies, 
that certain scenes made my bones ache. Yo, this this whole film made my bones ache. Right. Because I mean, it was it was bone crushing, yo, straight up. But it it was I feel it was dope. But um, so is you have a a rating in mind that you like to give this one out of a ten. We're gonna we we're, we're, we're not we're not, we usually I, I have I, I, we usually have like different you know gimmicks to the rating system. Today we're gonna use broken bones. How many broken bones <laughs> would you I like mean, give this film? Honestly, what? it's off the Richter scale. It's like to me, it's beyond a ten. If if I had to give it any other number, okay. I would like that. That was just for me. Again, I looked at I looked at the movie because I saw who was in it, but I was thoroughly pleased. And even I was telling you when we watched it together, this was my second time watching it within like a two to three day time frame, And I probably will end up watching it again because I thoroughly enjoyed it. Dope, dope. That's what's up. So we get a 10, uh, 10 broken bones plus <laughs> <laughs> whatever that is, the hell that means. Right, exactly. 10 plus broken bones. That, that sounds better. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it, eight and a half you always give stuff an eight and a half i mean <laughs> i just think like you are always looking for perfection like no, no you I get mean, out there when, when, when you when we get you off the ground and you writing scripts and everything you start looking for perfection and everything like that like come on these yeah. people to me they rock but again this is me maybe i'm not being as biased as you so for you for the masses i think you're being fair in in that right yeah because i mean it, it's kind of like wow it's, it's kind of like um i don't know it the reason why i give it an eight and a half is because i did have to like keep getting up so i, I couldn't really sit down and watch it straight through you know what i'm saying but then you and i wasn't we, were we looking at the same film yeah we were looking at the same film right because i am the opposite of what you just said what? Like I wanted to see more. Like I just I no could... no no. I had to get up because I had to we're checking on the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, minus the pizza, I I. It's just I find it interesting, and it, it goes back to like how people watch the same movie or read the same book, and they get different interpretations of mm. it. So I think that's a really great interpretation. And it's interesting because it's like you kept getting up, but whereas even though I even when I did get up. I literally wanted to pause. It was like, hold on, I can't miss this because I know that they're mm. about to do some dope shit type thing. Got you, got you, got you. Mm-hmm. Now we did rewind a few of those, but I, I wish I um would have like did what I need to do to make sure that pizza came early. That was on, <laughs> that was on me, and I think I would have been he able was to that watch hungry, it. everyone. Yeah, yeah I, I would have been able to watch it like you know just straight through no interruptions, and that's that's kind of how I'm you know I'm used to doing it. But you know it was all it was good. I, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It, it was shocking. I wasn't expecting that realism, right. that real, that real violence. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like, whoa. But you know you what? Know. Going back to the violence, I think it's also, and I, I know we didn't get an opportunity to mention this, but talking about the actual fighting style of it, and mm. you know, feel free to correct me. But while you were um, speaking, I took some time to look it up. But um, it's, I believe, it is an Indonesian type of style of defense called uh what's it silat is what i am looking at right now it's spelled s-i-l-a-t but it's like a form of a martial arts that's mainly found in the, the indonesian area where you actually would use like um swords and i can't really say swords i'm sure there's a, a particular name 
that it is known for the actual weapon that they use but i think that's what really added to the actual violence in the gore because it's, it's like slicing something you know how you take yeah. your time you're cutting up or you slicing it was like that but it was like fast and more powerful and pronounced and it's like yeah i mean digging they, digging in the skin and yeah yeah it was like yo and then again the women on here were dope they, yes they were like, it brings you back to the, the 1980s when you had, um, we were talking about this earlier, Cynthia. Cynthia um, Rothrock. Yeah, and, Cynthia yeah. Rothrock. It brings me back to that, and showing that Those who don't know, that's, that's on your blade. Right. <laughs> like, you can definitely, women can kick ass just as great, if if not equally, to, to the men. And they were absolutely dope, especially the character, the operator. Right, right. When she took yeah. on the other two uh, female assassins oh, yeah, yeah, at the yeah. same time. Like, she was badass. Like... Yeah, wait till you see it, man. That's some great yeah. fighting scenes. So I, I, de- I definitely recommend checking this out. Um, Even with his eight and a half rating, I give it a, <laughs> I give it a ten. Queen Ellis to ten gives it a ten plus plus plus. Okay, that's what's up. Mm. That's what's up. So y'all go out there, y'all go ahead and check it out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, let 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 us know. Let us know how you feeling out there. And uh, also, also, I know I didn't say this in the beginning, but um. Make me last by giving listeners listener support for the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, go ahead and reach out and do y'all thing. And also, I would like to say, uh, like, pass me pass me around to everyone. And uh, I would like to thank Miss Queen Ella Satine. Satine. You almost said it. You almost said it. You almost said it. Satine. I got to learn French. It's a French word. I got to learn right. French. Right. I mean, Satin. But I want to thank you, Credit Cal, for inviting me. I was quite nervous about doing this. But after a few glasses of wine, I think I'm wine then. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. So, everyone, y'all have a good one out there. And, uh... Take it out. Take it easy. I don't know what I was going to say. Peace. I was going to say peace, love, blessings, share, support. Critical Blue Reviews. He's the the best man on the planet thus far. (laughs) All right. I appreciate it, y'all. Y'all have a good one. one.